I'm Jaden Sterling, and welcome to my podcast, Intuitive Investing. As an entrepreneur and someone who has taught people how to invest for 34 years, I have a good sense of what it takes to thrive as an investor. Each week on my show, I provide tools and tips, as well as interview world-class investors on their strategies. When your gut and research match, your ability to live a life of financial freedom is easy. Welcome to Intuitive Investing, and let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Intuitive Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Sterling, and it's my pleasure to introduce you to today's guest. It's Jackie Woodside. Jackie is a US, USA Today and four-time Amazon bestselling author, a TEDx speaker, an international trainer, and professional coach. She's the founder of the Curriculum for Conscious Living and the Conscious Living Summit, and trains coaches around the world to deliver this life-changing work. Jackie's been featured on television shows with Jack Canfield, Don Miguel Ruiz. Don's awesome, isn't he? I love his book, The Four Agreements. Um, it, was, it was such a blessing to meet him. I'll bet. He's a, he's a great person. Um, and educational summits with Marion Williamson, Michael Beckwith, and Daniel Siegel. Hey, Jackie, welcome to the show today. Thank you so, so, so much, Jaden, for having me. I love the, I just love this whole notion. You and I are so aligned with, uh, with our thinking about money as being a, an energy flow of vibration. And I can't wait. I'm looking forward to diving in with you. Thank you. Me too. So I'm going to let you take it away. Tell us, did I miss anything in your bio that you want to share with the audience or anything else? Oh. that you Sure. Yeah, Jaden, one more thing. You know, I, I mean, I do a lot of things in this space. Um, I was a therapist for 30 years. I've been a coach for 30 years. So I've been in this space a long time. And one more thing that I particularly want your listeners to know is that uh, one of the summits that I also run, which is an, edu an online educational conference, is called the Money Vibe Summit. And I'm not sure when you're producing this, when this will hit the air, Jaden, but it's happening uh, May 13th for a week. And uh, and Jaden will be one of the people featured on the Money Vibe Summit. So I just want to invite your, your people to look that up. They can get a link to it on my website and you can put all that in the show notes. But yeah, I want to invite all of your peeps to, to come and hear your you know brilliant wisdom and that of about a dozen other great teachers as well. That's going to be exciting. Thanks for the invite to that, Jackie. I'm looking forward to it. And so, wow, hosting, I mean, this is like you're, you're singing to the choir over here, you know, it's like the, the whole vibe, money vibe. Um, how did you, because it sounds like you have a very um, sort of an analytical background and you're highly educated. Um, how did you get into tapping into the money vibe? It's a great question. And you're so funny. I'm highly educated. I tell people that I'm really yeah, because people hear me speak on stage and they'll be like, wow, you're so smart. I'm like, no, I know one thing and it's human beings. <laughs> I don't know how to fix stuff. I don't know finance or fine wine or, uh, you know, all kinds of areas uh, of life, computers, technology. Nope, 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 nope. But I do know human beings. <laughs> um, and I, I would say I'm an expert when it comes to that topic of, of human beings. So how I got into Money Vibe was that because, you know, how do we, get, how do we get into any of this, right, Jaden? Because I was flat broke, um, you know, didn't have, uh, I was finishing up graduate school, had no money left to pay rent. Um, at an earlier point in my life, I'd gone through a really bad breakup. Um, and at that time, didn't have any money to get myself such situated in a new apartment. And I was literally homeless. 
Um, so from homeless and then, you know, moving up to there to flat broke, that was an improvement. <laughs> and then to where I am today, multiple seven figures, three waterfront homes, uh, a brand new electric BMW that I just bought last week. But it's not just about those bells and whistles, although I do enjoy the material plane. It's about knowing, coming to know myself as the creator and the created. Uh, so I am the one that's been created through God's grace and through the energies of the universe that brought me into physical incarnation, which just is an amazing thing to me. Like, oh my gosh, I'm here. I'm glad you and I decided to come in into incarnation at the same time. So that there's, I'm the created, but I'm also the creator. I'm the one that's responsible for what I am bringing into life. So when you really begin to understand that principle that I am the created and the creator, uh, you begin taking responsibility. So when I looked at all of the financial woes that I'd had and relationship woes and addiction woes and depression woes, all of the things that I'd gone through, what I saw, there was a common denominator there and it was me. So I went to work on myself and both spiritually and psychologically, I did a lot of therapy. I did a lot of 12 step meetings and uh, I got deeply involved in the metaphysical church spiritual movement at Unity. Uh, unity.org and the uh, unity movement and I, I mean this sounds so trite and cliche but it uh, the combination of all that changed my life and uh, you know as I went out and became an author and a teacher and a speaker money was one of those areas that I just found fascinating because it's so concrete number one you can really look to see am I moving the energy into my life or out of my life and I'm am I moving my energy in a way that feels beneficial and helpful and loving, or am I moving the energy in a way that's chaotic uh, and and malevolent rather than benevolent? So um, I just loved it, and 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 it's infinite, right? Because money is numbers, it's infinite. So you can play with the energy of money forever. So I just got really fascinated, and I wrote a book called Money Vibe, and I have a, a bunch of online digital programs around Money Vibe. I usually teach a live course once a year around Money Vibe. And I host the annual Money Vibe Summit. Awesome. Awesome. So, all right. You're, walk, walk me through that. You're, you're flat broke. You're, <laughs> you're realizing I got to figure this thing out. Like I need, you know, I'm a creator. So you, so what I hear you say is you stepped into your power as creator and which is awesome because so many people get stuck in consumerism because that's how we're raised, right? You you got to have the certain face creams and the certain products to to look billboard worthy, you know, when it's all just a bunch of garbly gook. And yet many people don't make that leap from consumer to creator. What was that process like for you? Like, what did it take for you to have this huge uh, transformation. I mean, if you're multiple seven figure business owner, three homes, like what that's huge and awesome that you got an EV BMW. That's pretty cool. So even though we don't get stuck in the material, there's a certain part. I've always said wealth comes, it's an inside job, right? It comes from the inside out. So I know you, you cleaned up. sounds like you got sober. Um, what else did you do to step into the money vibe? Yeah, great question. I, I do want to clarify, I, I'm not a seven multiple seven-figure business owner. I have multiple seven-figure assets and my business is moving toward being a seven-figure business. So I do like to clarify that. I moved from homeless to multiple seven figures of my asset allocation over the years with the, the three houses and our portfolio and our income and 
in the BMW, right? So <laughs> um, just to clear that up, you know, what I did was, you know, I, I took on a project of writing this book. I had a publisher that I was working with and they were looking for people, for coaches who wanted to produce a book and a digital product to go together. They were creating an online TV, uh, online TV kind of channel. Um, and so I dove in to work with that company right at the same time that I was relocating from Massachusetts to DC. Um, I mean, who decides I'm going to write a book in the middle of a major move. Um, but I, you know, my spouse looked at me like I was crazy. And I just said, you know, I know myself. And if I don't have something else to balance with, to just throw myself in the energies, like I, I'm such a high energy person, I'm going to need this project to balance just the, you know, the tension and, and the stress of this kind of a move. And it was perfect. I got the book done on time and the move was really quite seamless. So I, I know myself well enough that I threw myself into that project. So I wrote a book called Money Vibe. And why did I choose that title? Why did it for the course and for the book? I'd been a coach for a long time at that point. I've now been a coach for 30 years. And through my spiritual work that's metaphysical and my coaching work that's ontological, which is the study of your being, who you're being in life, what I saw is that one's external world is a complete compilation and the word we use in metaphysics is outpicturing. And what that means is if you take the picture, it's what's in you and it gets put out of you. So a picture of your inner world outpictured. So as I came to understand that, that your outer world as within, so without, your outer world is a complete correlation of your inner world. When I came to understand that, I started taking a long and hard look at my inner world about money. And because I'm a coach, one of the things I did was developed a bunch of money inventories and I failed them all, <laughs> right? So I, I created an inventory that's like, um, it's called, I call it your financial foundation. And it just evaluates and assesses. Do you have, you know, is your will done? Do you have investments? Do you feel good about your investments? Are you earning money commensurate with the energy that you're putting into your career? Various questions about your financial foundation. I failed that one. And then I wrote an inventory on financial beliefs. And I wrote a series of, I don't remember, 10, 12, 14, high vibe money beliefs and uh, an equivalent list of low vibe money beliefs. So the high vibe money beliefs are, you know, money is everywhere and I just need to channel it into my life. Uh, I'm, you know, uh, money is benevolent and treats me well. I have a positive relationship with money. It's easy for me to talk about money. I feel good when I spend money, things like that. And the lower vibe ones are things like, you know, I, I, I struggle. Why can't I just get by? Why can't I ever catch a break? Whatever. They're, these are the, the sense of it. I failed that one as well. <laughs> so, so I went to work on myself and I developed this model where your inner world consists of your, what I call your beat. Your beat creates your vibe that creates your life. And beat stands for your beliefs emotions, attitudes, and thoughts. So it's the compilation of the vibratory pattern of your inner world, how you think, how you feel, how you perceive. That is what determines then how you behave, how you move forward, saying being yes or being a no. Very simple example. Years ago, when I was doing clinical social work, remember I said I was a therapist for 30 years. 
um, I had a friend who was starting a new program at a social service agency. And it was a program for deaf people. And that was my clinical specialty. I'm fluent in sign language. I worked in the deaf community. And she kept calling me and saying, Jackie, I need this. Jackie, I need that. Jackie, where can I find this? Jackie, where can I? And finally, after about the fourth or fifth call, then I just said to her, Brenda, why don't you just hire me to do this for you? And she said, oh, do you have the time? And I said, oh, do you have the money? <laughs> so she found the money, I found the time, and that turned out to be a 10-year consulting contract for me. Okay, very lucrative, very nice piece of work. And as I told my friends that story, about 85% of them said, I can't believe you said that. And I said, said what? You actually said, why don't you hire me to do this? It's like, well, yeah, why, why wouldn't I say that? And it came down to what do you believe? And fortunately, even though I failed my money vibe beliefs test, I didn't have a belief that I shouldn't say, why don't you, why don't I do that for you? I had the skills. It was going to save her time. I honestly would do it better than she could by just using me as a phone consult here and there. And I cared about the deaf community. So it was completely aligned with who I am, what I value. Why wouldn't I say that? But so imagine I somewhere had a belief of oh, that's too forward. That would be inappropriate. I shouldn't put myself out there that way. That's what my friends said to me. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be that forward. You shouldn't be, you should find a way around it. Why bother? I just put it out. So if I had that belief that I couldn't or shouldn't ask that question, I would have missed out on a 10-year consulting contract. And the agency would have missed out and having an expert in deafness set up the program that they really cared about. So that's just a small example. Your beliefs, emotions, attitudes, and thoughts impact often unconsciously. I did not run some filter of, is it okay to ask Brenda whether or not I should do this work? I just asked her, you know, because it's often unconscious what drives how you interact with money and with life. I love what you just said there. It's unconscious how you interact. It's so oh, true okay. because then, yeah, it's um, it allows that part of you, that inner knowing, to confidently express itself. Is that that's because you need some level of confidence in order to ask someone, "Hey, why don't why don't you just hire me?" Yeah, well, that was a no-brainer. I mean, I had been a clinician in mental health and deafness. It was a mental health program for deaf people. I had been a clinician. I had run the only region, you know, uh, inpatient psychiatric unit for deaf people. There's like four of them in the country, and I ran one of them. So it was a no-brainer for me. I knew I could do that. Um, yeah, so there was certainly confidence there. Um, there was a value of, of caring of how that service got done. There was a comfort with my friend. But also there was just a sense of if you have something to give and to offer someone, it's almost like it's it's wrong or egregious to not offer that. And yes, there was going to be a financial exchange, but of course, I'm not going to go in and do that for free. So I didn't necessarily mean, why don't you hire me for that? Meaning I want your money. I meant, I know I can do this for you and it's going to make your life a whole lot easier. Uh, so yeah. And when I, so what I mean is, like, and I didn't have to sort all that out. That's what I mean. It's often unconscious, which is why if people want to have more money, the first level of work is internal. You're not going to, you're not going to end up with a consistent flow of greater prosperity in life without changing your consciousness or what I call your money vibe.
And what I mean by that, by changing your consciousness is if you walk around with the feeling that money is hard to come by and you're just not one of the lucky ones and you wish things went easier for you or it's hard to make money or I can't get things going, blah, 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 you know, all of that. If that's what's driving the train for you at any level, you will be repelling money rather than attracting money. Well, I like to say that the universe, if you think about nature, like look at how many blades of grass or, or pieces of sand there are out there. Look at how many mountains there are, uh, you know, across the Rockies. Nature is so incredibly abundant, but our consciousness makes Niagara Falls look like we're taking on life through a garden hose, right? And then sometimes we kink up that garden hose and we say, no, no good things can come my way. <laughs> it's not life that's doing that. It's our own belief system and emotions and the thoughts that, that are going around inside our head. And when you get present to all the murkiness that's inside you and you're able to kind of clean it up, dust it up, elevate your consciousness, then where you attract at life, what you attract in life, where you resonate at a vibratory level changes. Therefore, the results, the opportunities, and the outcomes change. But it has to start within first. A hundred percent agree with that, Jackie. I, I often call it when you're stepping on your own hose, you know, it's like, it's like <laughs> stepping the on your own hose, right? Yeah. It's like the universe wants it here. All this great stuff is available for you. Opportunities, um, which Jackie brings me to an incredible opportunity that we have available for listeners and viewers of this uh, today's show. It's our Sterling Stock Picker. And let me share my screen with you. This is software that we created over five years ago to help investors become expert investors. Even if you're brand new to investing, if you've never picked a stock in your life, this is easy to follow software and we created categories, success recipes, we call them. So if you're looking for income or lightning fast growth or a combination of the two income and growth, we've outlined the steps for you to take within our software. So Jackie, you can see, I mean, the most is what, seven or eight steps here to click through. And after you click through, you'll have a simple formula to be able to find winning stocks aligned with your, Jackie, get this, personal values. How great is that? We actually created values, personal values for every stock that we follow and that's 60,000 companies plus cryptocurrencies. So if you're looking for software to give you a, a step up in your investments and to create more opportunities for your money, because now we're looking at a situation where real estate values are exorbitant. It's it's um, challenging to come up with down payments and also to buy properties uh, to invest in. But stocks are that those mainstay for the last hundred years, right? Over any ten year period, when you look at the markets compared to other investments, they've outperformed. Uh, really well. So check out our software. It's Sterling. That's like Sterling Silver, S-T-E-R-L-I-N-G, stockpicker.com. And we even have a free basic um, software package for you. We don't even ask for your credit card. You can try us out for free to see if this is something that would work for you. Sterlingstockpicker.com. All right, Jackie, back to our conversation. I'm enjoying every bit of it. Um, so you 
you get this understanding and knowing that money's an inside job. It starts from within. And when you clean up, whatever's blocking someone from the flow, because I always believe money is waiting on our direction because it's energy, because it's flow. Like I've often said in my life, you know, at times where expenses seem to be coming in left and right, I'm like, okay, stop expenses, like just halt. <laughs> and then money, come on in, just keep, I feel like a traffic guard, you know, like, okay, you hey. stop <laughs> and then money start coming in. And that, just that little simple um, exercise, I feel like it it energizes money again to know, okay, we're heading for Jaden Sterling's camp and we're going to help him help other people and be a good steward of money. Tell me about your, your um, beliefs around stewardship of money. Yeah, I love what you just said, because when I was a clinician in private practice, I actually had the same thing. I, I, I said to, to my colleagues and my friends, I felt like I had a faucet that when I needed new referrals, new clients, when things were getting, you know, I was wrapping up with people, it was like I had a faucet that I could just turn it on and the, the new patient referrals and new clients would just come in. And I still feel that way. I'm not in clinical practice any longer, but as a coach, as a speaker, I mean, work just comes my way. So I love that. And I, I love having a faucet, a money faucet that, uh, that you and I both can tap into. Um, stewardship of money. Yeah. So you heard, I think I mentioned this earlier, you know, part of what I teach and what I believe is that I spend money. This is one of my strong foundation, financial foundation questions. I spend my money in alignment with my values. Um, so I guess that's probably my biggest way of stewardship. My portfolio reflects, uh, our values of things we do and don't invest in as well as how I personally spend my money. So I've been a vegetarian for almost 30 years. Um, you know, people ask me, well, why, why did you make that decision? And honestly, I just don't want to participate in the animal industry because of how the animals are treated. And then I believe so much in that everything is energy. I don't want that frightened, abused energy of the animals to be part of what I consume. And I also don't want to support that as part of what how I spend my money. I don't spend my money on alcohol and drugs. Uh, I, I wouldn't spend my money on pornography. So I don't spend my money in ways that violates the truth of who I am. So that's one. And then the other is giving. You know, uh, my spouse and I make uh, very clear decisions about tithing, 10% of our income to places that we want to support in the world and where we are spiritually fed. So I guess those are some of my thoughts on stewardship. Hey, thanks for sharing that. I think it was Helen Keller who said, you can never go broke by giving. Nice, nice. And I think if, and if anyone's listening to the show and you're, you know, you're finding yourself in a place where it's like, oh, this money thing. Yeah, it's money vibe is all around me, but it, for some reason right now it's eluding me. I think the quick, and Jackie, I would love your opinion on this, but I think the quickest path to get it going is give it. If you have... Mm -hmm. You know, put out energy there, like smile when someone's walking down the street, or um, if you've got a few dollars to give, um, give it. It's such a powerful way to jumpstart the energy of flow. What do you yeah, think of that, Jackie? Yeah, I had a, a similar, I had a mentor, you mentioned the Helen Keller quote, I had a mentor, Jim Labrie, uh, he was a real estate investor here in Massachusetts, and he used to say to me all the time, you can't outgive God. 
you can't outgive God. And uh, I can still hear him saying that he's passed on now. Um, I can still hear him saying that to me. So I very much share the same thing. Although Jaden, I, I will say that it, it to me, honestly, it depends on what level of consciousness that you're at. Because for people who are living in survival consciousness, uh, they often feel like they literally do not have anything to give, which is why I'm really glad that you followed that up by saying, at least give a smile, you know, give a kind word, give a, a hug or a shoulder pat, you know, and, and an, an, a sense of encouragement to people. Because when you feel so, and you know, there's really good research on scarcity and the, the impact of scarcity on people's psychological well-being and even educational learning. So when people are living in scarcity, I, I sometimes want to be sure that they recognize that they still are whole and complete and a child of God and have something to give rather than just saying, go ahead and give. Um, because often the well is dry for people who are really struggling, really suffering with life. So I do think that, you know, giving is a, definitely a place to begin uh, or at least a place to get to. Um, I think the place to begin is gratitude because the gratitude can really begin filling up your consciousness. So, and even if, again, some you think about somebody who's really in scarcity, living in actual scarcity, not even scarcity mentality, but living with scarcity, food insufficiency or financial insufficiency, housing insecurity, um, they can still be grateful. I'm grateful for that. I have this moment. I'm grateful to listen to this podcast. I'm grateful to be alive. Uh, I'm, I'm grateful that I have faith in something better to come in my future. So when someone feels that they have nothing to give, starting with filling yourself up by noticing all of the blessings, even when you're in a scarcity situation. You know, I learned a lot about that. I did a humanitarian mission to Guatemala several years ago and the people were so incredibly poor and their you know, dirt floors in their homes, just a you know, tarp uh, with maybe a, you know, a metal roof or something, but community kitchen, one communal kitchen, no plumbing. They were so incredibly poor. And this one woman had five children and her husband who was 40 some years old died unexpectedly. He got something, was you know, vomiting, very, very sick and to the point where he died. And she said, but, you know, but I'm grateful to God. I'm grateful to God that I had such a beautiful husband. I know that God will take care of me and my children. And I honestly, I was just floored. I, I got completely schooled in what it means to live with gratitude. Uh, and, and just in general, and you know, the statistics bear this out as well, Jaden, I'm sure you know this, that this country with all of our abundance is actually has less happiness and well-being than many, many underdeveloped nations. So anyway, that was a long-winded answer, but my answer to that is where do people begin? It's begin with developing a grateful heart, not only for what you have, but grateful in advance for what you know is now coming. I'm grateful in advance for what I know I'm bringing into my life right now. That is, that's it right there. If, if you know that phrase where the rubber meets the road, right? It's like... Because so often, I, I don't know if you find this, Jackie, but I sure do. So often people are like, well, you know, I'll be super grateful when, and they, they put this thing out there, you know, when I build a seven figure business or eight figure business, or when I, and they put these conditions around it when it's like, wait a second, it's actually the gratitude that brings all that in. So, you know, if you've got whatever is in your checking account, give gratitude for that, because that's that thing that's going to bring in uh, even more flow and abundance for you. 
Absolutely. And especially being grateful in advance. You know, it's, I don't think people understand that enough. Like, what do you mean be grateful in advance? I don't have it yet. Well, if that's your mindset, then you won't have it because your brain doesn't know the difference between what you're imagining and what you're experiencing, right? So if you use what Charles Fillmore called the spiritual power of imagination in a planned and predictable way, seeing the re end result, I saw myself driving that burnt orange M, you know, I4 M50 uh, way before it's sitting in my garage, right? I saw myself with my hand on the steering wheel, listening to that amazing sound system. I used the power of my imagination to, with a grateful heart, feeling the gratitude, feeling the emotions that I would feel when I'm, you know, expressing my values of environmental justice and, you know, taking care of the environment by buying an electric car. All of that happened way before I actually had the car. And then when I actually, I don't know what you know about BMWs or electric cars right now, they're very hard to buy because the production is way behind. And I kept kind of looking every now and then looking, looking, and I found, I found a blue one in California. And when I called the dealer, I was chatting with a gentleman about the blue one. He's like, yeah, you know, this is a great car. You're going to love it. I was like, yeah, I know. I said, I really love that burnt orange one though, that sunset orange. That just thing. He's like, seriously? I was like, no, I love it. I love sunsets and it's sunset orange. It's like, we have one on the lot. Three weeks later, it was in my driveway, right? So just complete miracle. Like I, I'm teaching a program right now called Living in the Domain of Miracles. And when, love yeah, it's, when you understand that everything's energy, you can just live in that domain of the miraculous. Living in the domain of the miraculous. Oh, I just want to sit with that for a moment because that was so awesome. It's so true. Living in, living in that energetic space. And it's, it's almost like, you know, when we talk about getting our central nervous system involved, um, so I'd love to hear your process because if, you know, we're taught, then we're talking about engaging um, in the brain, but also connecting in with feelings, right? Gratitude ahead of time, um, joy, um, some of the highest vibration emotions, joy, love, gratitude. So love for, like you kept saying, love that burnt orange. It reminds me of the, you know, the sunset and that's totally, totally vibes with you. And and then, oh, we've got one on our lot. I mean, what are the chances, the of, chances that? of that, right? <laughs> I, I was floored. I was floored. And my next thought was like, oh my gosh, my spouse is going to kill me because I'm, I'm buying one of those. <laughs> oh, anyway. Yeah. So my, I mean, my process is very, very simple. Uh, I, I use, I, I have a practice every evening before I uh, go to sleep at night. And it's, it, it, I call it the spiritual power of imagination, um, the conscious use of the spiritual power of imagination. So how do we, how do we often use our imagination? right? We often imagine, oh no, what if, and I'm going to get that bill and that's going to happen. And, you know, we use our imagination often to imagine anxious things, bad things coming our way. So the conscious use of imagination is when you actually spend a few moments imagining the positive. So the process is simply quieting my mind, quieting my body, 30 seconds, a minute, two, three deep breaths, a quick body scan to slow myself down. And then I call to mind, not what I want. I don't want to focus on just wanting. I focus on the experience of having this, uh, this next thing that I want. I've used this to manifest homes. I've used it to manifest contracts, jobs, relationships, uh, and cars now. Um, see myself you know, in, in the experience of the wish fulfilled, the desire completed, 
So I visualize like this one, seeing the car sitting in my driveway, seeing myself driving the car, not seeing the car, but seeing my hand on the steering wheel and the dashboard. So I'm actually in the experience of it, not removed watching the experience of it. And that's a distinction that I do like to make with people so that you're using your imagination in the now moment as if it's happening now. And then I just fill myself with the feelings that I'll have driving that car with gratitude and appreciation and, and awe of our ability to be both the created and the creator. That's like ninja style manifestation techniques. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Ninja manifesting. Ninja manifesting. That's your next course, Jackie, right there. I actually am doing a course on manifestation right now. You might've just given me a better title. <laughs> Perfect. You know, the I'm with you, I do the exact same thing because that's we have that power within us and our imagination. Everyone can you tap into your imagination. If you're listening to this right now, I'm going to ask you with your eyes open, visualize your kitchen. And I'm certain that everyone can bring to mind their kitchen. And that's that internal television, that internal view that Jackie's referring to is is that's where we see it. We see it inside of us. And so you're in charge of your internal view or your internal climate. And um, Jackie, I used to say, I'm, I manifested my second waterfront home by uh, when I would get massages every week, I would, so I'm in a relaxed state. I would, I just kept visualizing the home. I wanted a sunrise view. You like sunsets. I wanted a sunrise. And I wanted an unobstructed sunrise view. So it would have to be right on um, the ocean there. And I ended up um, manifesting the home within probably a three-month period. It was very fast. And it was easy. And I tell everyone you can... So I created this saying, manifestation is... The, is um, relaxation is the vibration for manifesting good things. All the good things. So what are your thoughts on like, like, because I think you said that you get relaxed, you calm, yeah. you know, if you have to calm your central nervous system down. Yeah, absolutely. That's the first part of it. You, you know, uh, monkey mind is not creative. <laughs> uh, yeah, I use a phrase. I have a, a webinar called use your mind to train your brain. So the first place that you have to learn to use your mind to train your brain, yeah, my love bug likes to join me on my webinars. She's asleep, right? And then she hears me talking and she's like, oh, is that, you know, do you, do you want to pay attention to me? Do you want, is that why you're talking? What's her name? Love bug. Love bug. That's awesome. Yeah, she's been on many a podcast, believe me. Um, yeah, she's sweet. So yeah, um, you know, the monkey mind is not creative. The, the monkey mind is, is generally, when I mean monkey mind, I just mean what's, what's neurologically called your default mode network, just the yama, 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 the narrator, the stuff that runs through your head, that's generally neutral to low vibe. Um, you know, neuroscience tells us that we have somewhere between 12 and, and 50,000 thoughts per day, and about 80% of those are neutral to low vibration. We have very few spontaneous positive thoughts throughout the day. So, um, and, and in your default mode network or the monkey mind, you won't, so you won't be able to, you know, kind of focus consistently on a positive image. So you have to slow down, like you said, the central nervous system, use your mind to train your brain, use your mind to talk, talk to yourself, do a body scan, slow yourself down, um, slow your breathing down. And once you're in that kind of quiet state, notice when your breathing slows down, your, your body and your mind follow suit. When you slow your breathing down, your thoughts slow down. 
that is the fertile ground of imagination that you can plant a seed and watch it grow. Mm, so nice. So nice. So tell me about, you know, the show is the intuitive investing podcast. And I ask each guest the same two questions, because I'm so curious, how do you use your intuition when it comes to investing? You know, I, I think for me, it's kind of a lifelong process of aligning my decisions with what I value. So it's knowing myself deeply and then making decisions aligned with both my values and my vision for who I am and who I know myself to be. So both times that we bought the, so I live in a waterfront home. We bought two summer homes that are waterfront homes. My great aunt and uncle's cottages next to each other. Both times when we bought first the first one and then the second one, we didn't have the money for it, but we just went forth and created it. Uh, created that experience, created the money to come in. And we've done that over and over and over again. So um, it's really this kind of intuitive process of knowing myself deeply, knowing what I value, having a vision for who I am in the world and what I, how I want my life to be, and then joining with the energy of the universe to bring that into my experience. Awesome. Great answer. Thanks for that. And but I have yet to manifest how to have my cat not show up on my podcast. I haven't manifested that one yet. Well, I may, maybe it's not meant, love. Love bug needs to be in all your podcasts. Maybe, maybe. maybe love bug gets drawn to this vibe. <laughs> you know, right. The name of my cat, love bug. Oh, Go ahead. So tell me, um, what intuitive investments are you making now? Yeah. So the intuitive investment that I made today was to put time in my calendar to spend time with you, because people need to think about investments beyond just money. Because you can have all of the money in the world, but if you've run out of time, then the money doesn't mean anything. So I don't think just about investing my money. I also think about how I'm investing my energy, my thoughts, my emotions, and my time. So uh, when you and I were introduced via a mutual friend and colleague, uh, I used my intuitive sense of like, I really like this gal who introduced me. I'll bet this is going to be someone who I really enjoy. So I, I made a conscious choice to use, um, you know, kind of use my energy to bring forth that experience of investing my time, my thought, and my energy this way. Uh, Jackie, so grateful that you took the time uh, to share with us today. Thanks so much for bringing your beautiful energy to the show. And I look forward to having you back on soon. Awesome. Thank you so much. And congratulations on the show. It's such a it is such a blessing and a contribution to our world. So thank you for that. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. And I know we'll be in touch. Bye-bye. Thanks everyone for listening. And we'll see you on the next show. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Intuitive Investing. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. For other helpful resources, please visit sterlingstockpicker.com. That's S-T-E-R-L-I-N-G stockpicker.com to access free intuitive investing training.